You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Excuse me. Good morning. Welcome into the Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room. <clears throat> 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to get in on the show with us this morning. Twitter account at LockerRoom109 at Barry Sanderson at WimpSanderson1. And the email address for the show is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. And you can take us with you anywhere you go. Freddie Kitchens will join us at uh, 7.30. Look forward to having Coach on uh, with as well, Bill O'Brien, I listened to his press conference yesterday. I thought he did an outstanding job. You can tell this guy's been a been a head coach. He's a professional with the media. Uh, they tried to throw some uh, questions at him about him not being back. He knocked every one of them out of the park. And uh, I think this guy is much better than the average fan uh, believes. Um, and we'll, we'll dig into that, I guess, later on in this show. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Head to yellowwood.com to find a dealer closest to you. Uh, it will protect rot, fungal decay, whatever you need. If you want it to last, build it with yellow. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Well, I'm um, okay, I guess, Barry. I sure hated that you lost one of your better players last night, I guess for the year, on an ACL tear in, uh, in a close game. Losing him early in the in the game. Um, what happened there? Yeah, just the first quarter. He this kid's had about twenty seven a couple games and averaging I don't know sixteen or seventeen a game went down and we don't know for sure, but it doesn't doesn't look good. He's supposed to have an MRI tomorrow on it, so we lost him early. But we fought. We just don't have any depth hardly at all now. But uh, we fought. We had a thirty six thirty two lead actually in the uh, late pretty late in the game i can't remember if it was fourth quarter or not but leads you know bigger school more options uh they ended up winning the game but the kids fault with what we got just i hate it for this kid he's a junior yeah, he's a junior and he's really worked really improved and hopefully maybe it'll just be just a sprain but uh we'll find out uh but brookwood's got a nice gym out there they're running a nice tournament we'll play it again today at uh 3 so anyway that's okay. kind of where that goes Okay, let me go over these some of these things, make some comments, and then I'll get out of here. With uh, but Barry said whatever. Uh, I tried to I tried to tell Doug Bell that Duke was going to beat uh, Central Florida, and they did thirty to thirteen, killed them. Arkansas was very fortunate in the three overtimes to get by Kansas, a Kansas team who was six and seven. Um, Oregon scored a touchdown. Um, on the last, at the very last part of the game, and they beat North Carolina 28-27. And uh, Texas Tech, uh, while uh, Texas Tech was playing Ole Miss, I guess the Lane Kiffin was looking at his Twitter because his butt got beat 42-25. to So the West in the SEC football is not off to a great start. Uh, uh, Texas Tech played their fannies off and played them very hard and beat them 42-25. Uh, to uh, In basketball, um I would have to say to you that right now, and you can't count one game, 
one game has nothing to do with it because there's 18 of those Booker Bears. But after one game, uh, the best basketball team in the SEC is Alabama. They go over and do a good job defensively uh, against uh, uh, State. Um, the Smith kid for State uh, goes to the line. I, I think the last time I looked, you didn't have, you weren't you weren't being guarded when you shot a free throw. He's three for fifteen and one for seven from the field. The one for seven, I'm sure Alabama had something to do with. I watched, got to watch most of it. Good win for Alabama on the road, regardless. Uh, at uh, seventy-eight, sixty-seven. Uh, the two better teams in the league that uh, not better, but two teams in the top five got beat. Uh, Tennessee won. In a close one against Ole Miss, six three fifty nine. Kentucky played not very good, uh, and uh, Missouri just enjoyed every minute of it. They cracked them eighty nine seventy five. Uh, Georgia beat Ryder, no big deal. And Arkansas goes to LSU, and Arkansas gets beat. So two of the top five that I thought were the top five, Arkansas and Kentucky, are already zero and one. If you want to add one other team to that top five, you might want to add Missouri, folks. People are not shooting the threes very well. Florida's three for 19. Auburn's three for 14. Tennessee's 20%, three for 19. Arkansas's four for 25. LSU is four for 17. And so those games right there, they're shooting all threes, but they're not making many of them. And um, it's going to be interesting to see as we go as we go forward now uh, with Tennessee and Alabama, uh, with the two teams that uh, won road games. Uh, Auburn could have, but did not lost that whatever you call it thing. At the, uh, they they won by three rather than by six, so I lost that. But anyway, Kentucky uh, Kentucky is all out of shape. They were last night. Shot bad shots in the first half of the game. Um, just you know, and absolutely Missouri just came in there and absolutely ready to play. And they do things very very well. They shoot they shoot good threes. They're smart. Well, this guy's done uh, the best job of anybody that it uh, has taken over for the five people that took over this year. Uh, to me, he's done the best job with this basketball team. So. I'd say he and the guy at LSU. LSU didn't have one player. Yeah, they're LSU, sitting there twelve you're, and one. Yeah, you're sure. Yeah. You're, you're sure exactly right. You're you're dead on that, and and I should I should have said that, but uh, I didn't. So they're going to wait now. Uh, Louisville's going to play Kentucky, I think, Saturday. Uh, Louisville can't beat anybody, so Kentucky will win that. And then they're going to wait uh, until the, I believe it's the third, um, when when maybe, the, I believe it's the third when they get started back again. So um, Alabama will entertain, uh, on the third, they will entertain a lackluster Ole Miss team. So Alabama's off to a great start. Yeah, I would say um... – Probably the biggest surprise for me for Alabama, you know, we, we knew Brandon Miller was going to be good. I didn't know he was going to be this good, but when I watched him this summer, and he was a McDonald's All American, Mark Sears has been yeah, the I biggest. He's, he's been the biggest, uh, the most pleasant surprise. He makes timely threes. You know, some guys make threes, and then there's other guys when the you're you're struggling to score or it's a it's a one or two point game this guy makes clutch threes and he goes four for eight uh leads him to score and has 20 points he plays that 36 minutes and has one turn one turnover uh where you got Quinterly plays 11 minutes and has four uh turnovers there so to me mark sears has been the biggest surprise a kid who has some college experience from 
the Muscle Shoals area that was in Ohio. Just to kind of talk a little bit about Sears. Well, the, Mark Mark Sears is a guy who I wasn't sure about um, uh, when I saw him practice. No, I didn't see him practice. I'm sorry, I saw him play. But uh, he has, as Barry said, made timely shots, and he's done a very, 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 very good job of doing that. And sometimes that you need him, Alabama. Uh, continues to make a lot of threes. They shoot more than everybody else, but they make a lot of threes. And so uh, that's big for them. And Alabama's got uh, a lot of depth. They're able to play a lot of people a lot of minutes. And, boy, when you have when you have the depth that uh, Alabama has, you're in business. And I think that's, you know, you have somebody that's, that's uh, cold one night, not playing real well, got a problem with his head or whatever, uh, and you've got somebody, you know, you've got somebody to – to put in that that uh, certainly has the ability to play for you. You know they got uh, they've got um, Sears got thirty six minutes. And Miller I think had thirty and Clowney twenty four and, and Pringle played who had been playing much. He had played twenty on a foreign court and Bradley twenty four and Quinley eleven and Badiaco fifteen and uh, Gurley thirteen and uh, Welch who came in from St. Bonnie ten. You've got uh, I would have to say a very good recruiting class. Yeah. You've got a, you've got a pile of guys playing a pile of minutes and going on the road and winning the way you did is Alabama in my opinion is is off and running and going to have a great year. Yeah, uh and you look at uh I still think there's too many turnovers. Those will burn you yeah, uh, eventually. They'll burn you eventually uh, in Mississippi State. I think they're really good defensively, but they just can't shoot. Although they shot okay last night, but to go 18 for 36 from the foul line, uh, you're not going to can't do it. You can't, you can't do that. You know, they're, they're good defensively, but sometimes they – I thought that they – there are times they lost Miller uh, and you couldn't find him and uh, he, he made some shots. So, you know, you, gotta, you, have, you have to find Miller. And now that you – if you're, you're playing against Alabama – you have to be darn sure that you, you find Miller and Sears. You got to find those guys, and you got to guard them, and you got to guard them without the ball. And uh, yeah, Miller, uh, Miller has deep range. So when you think you got him guarded, he's out there a little further to sure. think, and he can really shoot the ball. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline and bring Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Coach. All right, buddy. I tell you what, uh, I watched uh, Kentucky and Missouri, and Coach, I. In the back of my mind, I could hear you uh, the whole game. Kentucky better watch out. Well, it was more than better watch out, don't you think? Yeah. Missouri killed them. Yeah. yeah, they really did. They're playing hard. And they're playing smart, and uh, they're they're all playing together. And uh, Kentucky's discombobulated. They they they're shooting quick shots. They, they don't know what they're doing. They're not taking it inside as well. They're not getting any cheap baskets. It's, it's a bad Kentucky team as of last night. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, you said this last year about uh, – well, you and Barry said this last year. It's been umpteen years since we've seen a Kentucky team not have a point guard. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And uh, – they usually got that guy, you know, that once things starts to slide a little bit for Kentucky, yeah. they could bring them. They they had a player on the floor that could kind of get them back to where they needed to be. That you're right though, discombobulated or whatever, however you say it. That is exactly what Kentucky is. They've lost it, and uh, 
And I tell you what, I see it on uh, Coach Cal's face. Do y'all see his body language? It's not good. He doesn't know what to do with them. And you know, when you when you get when you get a point guard as your best point guard from Georgia, from from the University of Georgia, are you serious? Yes, that's right. <laughs> I mean, he he gets that's the basketball. Right. He gets the ball to the open people fairly well. But you got to have more than him back there in the backcourt in order to be successful in this league. Yeah, he's a little bit. Uh... Cal's a little stubborn. Uh, he's going to have to look at his team and maybe figure out a different way to play. Uh, the way they're doing it is not is not working against the good teams that they played. We'll see. He's getting. It's like a lot like Alabama football there. When you're not playing well, the negativity and you got a lot of fans up there think they're coaches. So it's it's the talk shows, the message boards, the twitters. Uh, they're all all after him now so we'll see how he handles that because uh, usually they've been praising him now it's the complete opposite uh what's going well, on there I, and it can get bad I, in kentucky yeah i think the criticism is fair sure uh, to kentucky. well so, he doesn't uh, he doesn't but you're right so it, it uh and at alabama you know if we uh i thought the criticism of alabama this year uh the criticism part was unfair and uh, because it was obvious to me that uh, that we didn't have the talent, you know, in, in some crucial places uh, that we should have. But that's not the case with Kentucky. They've got good players. And for some reason, Coach, uh, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but he doesn't know what to do with them. Oh, he does. They, they just, they don't, they're shooting so quick. They're not doing anything. They're not giving the defense time to make a mistake. And um, I don't know if he knows who to play or who not to play. I, I tell you the other thing too that's hurt him some, and I, I, is that the kid from Iowa who hurt his finger last night uh, is a yeah. supposed to be one of the great shooters in the NCAA, and he has come right. in there and, and not shot the basketball very well. They've got no, I think he's like two for yeah. uh, yeah. fifty or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he, he ain't yeah. shot nothing. Yeah, and, uh, you know when you take those transfers, uh, Tony, Tom. When you take those transfers like that, you better be darn sure you're taking the right ones. Noah and, Gurley yeah, had and, one yeah. good game, and it was against Alabama, and we thought we had to have him, and it, that's the worst <laughs> transfer we ever took. Man. Well, you got to give him credit with Mark Sears. Uh, and I will say Gurley, you know, he's fine if he's like your seventh or eighth guy was last night's what he was. He, he played 13 minutes. So if he'll, if he'll be okay with that, then he's okay. Then you got a guy like that. Who's your eighth or ninth guy. That's fine. The problem is when he's a starter and shoot, taking up all the shots, that's when he's not effective. I know it's ridiculous, but I, I will say this though. Uh, I, I'm impressed with the way Alabama plays defense. The, uh, the, the, they're smart and their 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 intensity. Is that a fair assessment? That I think their defense that they play and who's in charge of getting the defense ready for from game to game? Can you tell me? Charlie that? Henry uh, does the defense, um, and they're de- when you have the length and you can defensive rebound like that, uh, you're going to be good defensively. So they're long, they're pretty competitive. They got a shot blocker. Uh, protect the rim, and then they sweep the glass. So if you can do those they things. They are great on rebounds. Yeah. So. They are absolutely 
vacuum cleaners on that rebound. Don't you agree? And that's every good defensive possession ends in a rebound, Tom. Well, any time that you can rebound defensively, it cuts down on the number of minutes you play defensively and the number of minutes that you might foul, the number of minutes you might give up shots. So it, it's, you know, the defensive boards and getting the ball out is huge. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's get to break here. we got Bryce holding. We'll get to our main man, Bryce, when we get back uh, from – this break. Two men in a truck right at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth meal. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today for the free estimate. 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Things pretty quiet around the area this morning. Don't see any delays or problems. But if you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan will make crazy deals through year-end to hit factory quotas. BJ guarantees it. And I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning, nine inbound, ten outbound flights for Southwest Airlines already canceled at Birmingham Shuttlesworth International today. One tomorrow is already off the board. By comparison, one American Airlines flight to Dallas is delayed this morning. 60% of canceled flights over the holidays were Southwest Airlines. The airline has issued a second apology. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. People here are raving about QC Kinetics and how regenerative medicine has changed their life. People like Helen, an avid mountain climber who got sidelined when an accident left her knee. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Your forecast mild with a mix of clouds and some sun today. A breezy southeast wind and a high of 66. Partly cloud skies overnight with a low of 51. And then tomorrow, increasing clouds early. Rain arrives during the afternoon. will continue to be breezy with a daytime high of 67. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. For more from Tide 100.9. Let's it fly! on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. People say I'm no good and crazy as a loon. Yellowwood, go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you when you want to build. That five-star backyard built to last. It's pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. It doesn't have the yellow tag on it. You don't want it. All right, Yellowwood Hotline, get Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, guys. Sorry to hear about your team, Barry, and your player. Yeah. But, uh, yeah thank you. But but you got to, you got to play the hand you dealt, don't you? That's right. Figure out but something. It, anyway, uh, the, the basketball team, I thought, played good last night, but uh, – I don't know how many turnovers they had, but they had some turnovers that 
they need to cut down on. But yeah, they had 19, as as 19, they good. 19 turnovers yeah. last night. Yeah. That's a little too many, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they need to clean that up, but I thought they did a good job defensively on uh, the big calf Mississippi State. He'd go to the line. He couldn't hit the free throws, and he couldn't hit – I think he had, like, one bucket, didn't he? I'm um, looking here now how many buckets he had. He was three he was for 15. One for seven. Yeah, one for seven. But, you know, they're fouling him. So if yeah. he makes free throws, then he could have been effective. But if you go three for 15, then then you don't yeah, help your team. Yeah, I saw that much. too. Yeah. How many points did Mark Shears have last He night? had 20. 20 last night. Well, yeah, he he's a clutch player, as I call it. He hits you a shot when you need it. Yeah, no doubt. You know? No doubt. But, uh, uh, Arkansas, I was watching that game over my nephews, and I drove home, and uh, I saw where they won in overtime, 55-53. I said, what? Did they forget to play defense? Cause they were, I think they had like a 25-point lead, and they blew it, didn't they? Who? Oh, you talking about uh, the ball guy. I we were talking basketball yeah. there. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I switched on you. That ended up going into what double over, double or triple, triple, three, triple, three, three, three over time. time. Yeah, yeah. So that was crazy. Uh, I thought, I thought they were gonna blow them out, you know. And I, and then I saw that where they, they, they had to come back win in triple overtime, and they, they barely, they were lucky that they did that. Yeah. And I'm real, really hurt this morning. I just hope that I can get through the day knowing that Gus got beat like he did. Yeah. And Lane, and Lane got beat. Oh, Lane! Is Lane up. has he tweeted in the last since the game? I hadn't seen him, heard nothing about it, but uh, no. he uh, he got it, he got his butt handed to him by Texas Tech, which y'all called that, and y'all were right about that. But uh, and your dad was right about Duke, yeah. And I was glad Duke won, though. But uh, the ball game was uh. It was one. Joe said it was favored by one. The basketball game last night. Yeah, the line. I think it ended. Alabama was a one-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Auburn, uh, they had to really uh, pull one out in, at home. Yeah, they were very fortunate. All right, Bryce. Thank you, sir. All, all right, right. Well, I appreciate thank, y'all. Thank you. Um, all right, Joe. Um, get that. Um, checked out what Lane. What did Lane retweet? What did he retweet, Joe? Uh, 11 hours ago. So what does that put us at? Uh, 8 p.m., right? Oh, so that been right before the game, then. There is a retweet of one, two, three, four, five beautiful young ladies in the stands. Hashtag Texas Bowl at Lane Giffen. He tweet, retweeted that? They tweeted it at Sally Rychek. Uh, they tagged him. He retweeted it. I don't know. Maybe his daughter's running his Twitter. All right. Um, I want you to get that Mike Gundy. How long was that Mike Gundy clip? Minute. All right. One so, minute. Dad, Mike Gundy. Uh, was it Mike? Right. It is Mike. He was asked a question. He was frustrated after the game. Sometimes coaches are frustrated. Here's my question to you, Dad. Should a reporter... And you and I probably will be wrong about this. Uh, so, like, Bill O'Brien, I thought, was asked some questions that about his job, his future, NFL, you know, and he handled them perfectly. He handled them perfect. 
Should a report, but when a guy's frustrated after a game, uh, they're not going to always handle it perfect. You know, there's a difference between sitting there at a bowl game and not, you know, and the guy asking a question, you've already thought it through what you're going to say. Should a reporter that ask a question that he really knows the coach is not going to answer? Oh, I think, uh, I think reporters don't look at it like that. So they I think that they're being cowards if they don't ask the question. Yeah. That's right. They think that they think that uh, when they get off of there, their people behind them ask, "Well, why didn't you ask him this or why didn't you ask him that?" That would have been a good story. Uh, it doesn't make any difference who you want to cut up or who you want to make miserable. Uh, if things did not go for you in the coaching part that night, then they want to chop you down as much as they possibly can. I didn't hear the Bill O'Brien thing. Bill O'Brien did terrific. Uh, well, all right. So they asked Gundy. You know, there's a lot of criticism about his staff and was he going to change his staff or look at staff changes and then and of course he's after the game so you're the emotions of that he's kind of a guy who's known to pop off at a press conference anyway i'm going to play what he said and i want you to tell me should the reporter have asked the question All right, which game ahead. was it it was after the bowl game what was the score in that game joe uh, 24-17? They lost, right? They yes, lost. They yes. So, right, so here, here, the question was about his staff because there's been a lot of speculation that he got to change his staff. He doesn't, and they're going to change him. So uh, here's what Gundy said. And then I want you to tell me, was the question fair? Earlier, and with the portal now, staff changes happen earlier and earlier in the year. Um, you haven't made any tier staff yet to anticipate. I can't hear it. You're moving the mic. So staff changes are starting to happen earlier and earlier now with the portal um, being a thing. Do you, do you anticipate making, making any changes to your staff for rebounding season? Do you think I would have, tell you if I was making staff changes? No, but I have to Then ask. why would you ask? Because I have to. It's my job. Okay, well, I might have to cut you out. I mean, don't be an ass. Really? I mean, those, those people's lives, man. It's people's families, right? Okay, don't mess with people's families. Let's do this the right way. You with me on this? It's not fair to people's families, man. All right, that will conclude our. All right, so he just, I'm sorry, Barry. I can't. I, I didn't hear. I can't hear. Did you? Did you hear a word? Did he say you just couldn't. Not a word. All no, right, not a word. May have been how it was downloaded. Anyway, he he asked about the staff with the transfer portal now being earlier about staff changes. Would you? Were you going to make any staff changes? And he said. Why would you ask me that? And he said, well, I have to. And he said, well, don't be an ASS. Uh, you know, these guys have family. You think I'm going to answer a, a question like that up there? These, uh, there's families involved. These guys got families. I'm going to have to cut you out, meaning basically you ain't going to be able to ever ask me a question again. Uh, your thoughts about that? The, you know, the guy's frustrated. You're asking him about if he's going to fire his staff. Like he's going to say, yeah, I'm going to fire the – uh, offensive coordinator, I'm going to fire the defense. Those guys have done a terrible job. Like, you know the guy's not going to answer it. Was it a fair question about his staff? No, but it was a sta- It was a staff. It was a question, son, to cover his fanny, the reporter. Right, right. That was the question. It was uh, It was only one that – tell you one thing. You asked him a good question, and he didn't – you know, that kind of stuff, to get some pats on the back or to get the guy that he works for uh, to make darn sure that he, you know, he says uh, – that he, you know, he he got on to him. So, all in the world that is is to cover the reporters back, and to make people think, you know, we, you know, we got one reporter who's made a million dollars uh, cutting people's guts out. So, um, 
people still listen to him. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, of course, now that answer has gotten a lot of publicity now, so the reporter wins there because he asked the question, and he, uh, you know, he did. And now I'm not saying Mike Gundy handled the question properly. He obviously didn't. Uh, you I mean, know, it's, you, it's easy. I haven't decided yet. I'm not sure yet. Just say we don't. We, we, don't know we, yet. we sit down at the end of the season. We we look at everything, and it's super uh, easy. You know, these guys are human. They got families. You know, and but. When you're ill and frustrated after a tough season, you've lost, you know, you're not thinking as clearly. Maybe the guy's got to be a pro uh, there to handle it better. All right, we'll take the break. We'll get Coach Freddie Kitchens in. I'm going to tell you about first and main condos, three-bedroom, three-and-a-half baths, washer and dryer is included, stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops, all energy, electric-efficient appliances right there. Internet and direct TV are provided. Uh, this great condo, 10-foot ceilings, large patios with upper-level river views, easy access to the river, the gated community there, so you feel very, very safe. Right there in the historic district of downtown Norport, which is a great location. You can walk to breakfast. You can be down at Billy's uh, watching the big game, walk right back to your condo from there. A stone's throw from downtown Tuscaloosa, a driver and a pitching wedge right to Bryant-Denny Stadium. Give him a call today. Get one month off. Uh, one month of free rent, 205-657-7465. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room to take a tour or look at the website there. Go to firstandmaincondos.com. It's the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Former Maryland tight end C.J. Dupree has transferred to the University of Alabama. Dupree chose the Tide over Ohio State. Former Alabama quarterback Tua Tungavailoa is currently in concussion protocol after a hit he took in the Dolphins' Christmas Day loss to the Green Bay Packers. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Things pretty quiet around the area this morning. Don't see any delays or problems. But if you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Towns and Nissan will make crazy deals through year-end to hit factory quotas. BJ guarantees it. And I'm Captain Ray. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lee Sand thought she had to... We're going to break down all the college football action involving the Alabama Crimson Tide. We'll recap Alabama, Mississippi State, that and a lot more starting at 2 o'clock here on the game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Your forecast mild with a mix of clouds and some sun today. A breezy southeast wind and a high of 66. Partly cloudy skies overnight with a low of 51. And then tomorrow, increasing clouds early. Rain arrives during the afternoon. Continue to be breezy with a daytime high of 67. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I was taking a trip out to L.A. Tooling along in my Chevrolet. Talking on the number and Digging on the radio. Welcome back to Inside the Locker and Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Build that five-star backyard. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. We'll get right to the Yellowwood hotline. Dad, I'll let you bring in Coach Freddie Kitchens. I'm assuming he's down in Jacksonville, Florida, getting ready for the game tomorrow against Notre Dame. We'll talk a little bit to Freddie about that, but I'll let you – bring freddie into the show well i appreciate freddie being in so much you know i didn't even realize that freddie knew who i was and i passed him in the, in the parking lot and i hollered at him and he actually knew who i was i thought golly he remembered me so oh, you're kind of you you got a face that you can't forget so he, he probably played, well he played for gene stallings was the heck of a player and coached at cleveland browns and he coached a little bit everywhere He's kind of hanging out. He he's on his on his way to another job. I'm sure he ain't gonna say that on a radio show. But uh, they've done a good job at South Carolina. Good morning. <laughs> How you doing, Coach? Man, good to see you guys. How you doing? Well, I, pre- I appreciate you taking time to be on. This is a this is a football team that uh, that surprised a lot of people. I know they won the games they're supposed to win, just about. But uh, you know, go to Kentucky and winning and beating Tennessee the way they did was a little bit of uh, – y'all did a good job. With it. I, know, you know, I know you're not going to brag on yourself, but the, the, the team's coming along pretty good. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, started playing better toward the end of the year and let a couple games get away from us early in the year that we probably should have won. Uh, and then later in the year we started playing a little better, started cutting down on turnovers. And once you cut off, out the turnovers, you, you have a good chance of winning. And we were able to make the plays to win the game. Quarterback wise, uh, uh, good and bad, I guess. More good than bad, uh, but uh, uh, I guess the, the longer he played, the better he got. Yeah, you know, you know the way it goes. I mean, you know, a lot of these teams go as their quarterback goes, and he started playing well toward the end of the year as well, and got more comfortable in the offense and things like that. You know, we were able to beat, you know, Tennessee when when not many people were beating them, and. Uh, and then we went to uh, Clemson and beat them the first time. You know, Clemson had lost at home, and, you know, I don't know. So this team's got a lot to be proud of and and, uh, and really thankful for the way they competed and the way they operated during the year, especially uh, toward the end. Yeah, Freddie, Freddie I, I guess when I got to South Carolina, I didn't really have an appreciation for the, the Clemson-South Carolina rivalry. You know, I was always around Alabama-Auburn, but that is a – I learned real fast. Uh, they take that game pretty serious. I know the South Carolina fans have been uh, been some tough years for them. So I imagine that there was a pretty big party in Columbia at that, after that uh, big win by you guys. Just talk about that rivalry. Were you surprised how intense it it actually is? Uh, yeah, well, not not really surprised because I'd heard about it all year and things like that, but. It was definitely a great bus ride. Um, yeah, you know, about a two-hour bus ride, two and a half-hour bus ride back, and um, it was it was great. You know, they hadn't beaten Clemson in seven years. Uh, I believe it was seven years. So, um, you know, it was really really good. You know, they were rolling pretty good. Uh, Clemson was just like Tennessee. So, um, 
you know, it was really, really fun. The, the, the fans make these rivalries in, in these college uh, towns and, and cities, and these guys here are very passionate on both sides of the ball, uh, Clemson fans and as well as, uh, you know, Carolina fans. So it, it is a great rivalry. And two excellent stadiums. It's a lot like Alabama and Auburn from the standpoint of you've got two excellent stadiums. Yeah. Um, very. Both of them are very unique. Uh, to uh, Clemson's is very unique to the town, and uh, and everybody knows about Williams Bryce uh, in Columbia. You know, it's one of the best venues in in all of college football. Yeah. So it's a it's very intense rivalry, but the fans make it that way. I think. Uh, Coach, talk a little bit about being an offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk here about – I'm going to ask you to comment on Bill O'Brien at all, but uh, about, you know, talent makes the plays work. Like, they're running the same plays, but if you got guys got great speed running, he's probably going to be open where the guy, other guy's not. And then you're seeing a lot of teams, maybe in the NFL now, they end up changing quarterbacks, which I know is a difficult thing to, to, to make that call, to make the change. When do you know – Maybe it's time to make the change and just talk about being a coordinator and trying to fit the personnel, the plays to the personnel that you have. Sometimes that can change year to year. Well, it does, and sometimes it changes week to week. Yeah. You know, one of the, the most difficult things to do as a coordinator is uh, – I wouldn't say the most difficult thing to do, but is to, to uh, one of the things that you need to do, and and I think a lot of guys do a good job of, is – is uh, you know taking their personnel on a week to week basis and making sure that the guys that that can do something with the football touch the football, whether it be a running back, tight end, receiver, quarterback, or whatever. Uh, but then of course they've got to go and make the plays. So um, you know a lot of times it's uh, uh, in the hierarchy of things the the blame gets placed on the the offense coordinator, then it's the quarterback, and then they just keep moving on down. But um, at the end of the day. Um, you know, Coach Stallings used to say all the time that, that football is a game about the players. And um, I'm a firm believer in that still. Uh, the coaches sometimes uh, just have to uh, make sure that they're, they're calling, designing, or, or implementing plays that, that uh, focus on the, the players' strengths and, and try to eliminate their weaknesses as much as possible uh, because everybody has strengths, everybody has weaknesses. Play callers have strengths and weaknesses. Everything's a everything's a strength and weakness weakness kind of thing. So um, you know you you try to accentuate the the positives and, and eliminate the negatives, and and that's uh, what you try to do on a week to week basis. And of course that changes on a week to week basis depending on who you have available. Yeah, you know injuries affect that. Um, the other team affects that. You know there's a lot of uh, uh, things that affect. What you do, what you implement, how you implement it, uh, what you call, when you call it, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on there. So, um, you know, that would be my take on it. Sure, Dap. You know, your staff there, it's going to be so important for for South Carolina that a team that's kind of moving up, if you want to use that word, uh, in the recruiting to evaluate well. You know, I always talk about, recruiting and i did it so long but you got to evaluate as well you got to get them but you got to evaluate as best you can the right people and i don't know what kind of staff i'm not asking you to comment on what kind of staff you have it particular about that but it, don't you feel like it's really you're at a, at a at a place now where you really got to evaluate well 
I think, and in, in Coach, I, I feel like, and, and you'll know what I mean when I say this, I think in college football now you have to evaluate well. You have to bring the talent in and things like that. You, I don't care what plays you draw up, yep. what you call. If you don't have the player uh, to execute that play with enough strengths and a lack of, of uh, weaknesses, then it's not going to be successful because the people playing across from you are going to be better. All right? So in saying that, I would say you have to evaluate from the standpoint of understanding and believing in yourself and trusting what you see and being able to physically uh, uh, believe it, you know? Yeah. Uh, sure. A lot of times, you know, these four stars, five stars, all this kind of stuff. Well, who has given them these stars? Okay. Yeah. I don't right. I don't know that. Okay. Well, that's true. Like it's just like kind of just pop up and they, you know, when they're 16 years old, they get five stars put on their name. Well, who's giving them those, you know? Uh, so just – have trust, and, and uh, you know, I learned that from Coach Parcells a long time ago. Uh, you know, just tell me what's on tape. Don't tell me about all that other book BS. Yeah. You know, just tell me what's on tape. Evaluate what's on tape. Give me his characteristics. Uh, give me his, uh, his uh, uh, critical factors. We break them down into critical factors and, and things, you know, like height, weight, and speed and, and stuff. You're not going to, you know, recruit a five five. Uh, 210 pound linebacker at the University of South Carolina, you know. So, uh, or you're not going to draft a five five linebacker um, or a defensive lineman at five foot five inches in the National Football League. So, yeah. those are some of the critical factors, and I'm being a little bit facetious in saying that. But you know, you, you've got critical factors that you have to have, and then just tell me what's on tape. And I don't know. I think sometimes we kind of get away from that, and. Uh, you know, we worry more about how many stars they have than, than the recruiting. We just want good football players, and and uh, I'd rather coach a good football player than a five star. So yeah, you know, the evaluation—that's fine. The, yeah, the uh, excuse me, the uh, the transfer portal is dangerous in a lot of ways. It's, it, it can be good, but it's also dangerous. I know what they always said when I was coaching. I wouldn't have anybody left in a week because everybody left. But. <laughs> um, uh, um, but nobody's happy anywhere, and, yeah, and yeah, it, it makes it, it makes me feel better because I see I see you know they, they were mad because I I came in and practiced them different than the other coach and worked their fannies off and they all got all upset about it. But it, nobody's happy anywhere, and you've got to be so darn careful with with your transfer portal deal. Go ahead. Well, there's uh, there's two different ways of looking at that. I think coaches. Is uh, you know, you're true. You got to be careful, and all those kind of things. Or just, or just uh, tell them up front before they get there how it's going to be. You know, and yeah. and we're going to be, um, you know, if you sit there and you tell them you're going to be one of the toughest programs in the in the country, and and you practice that way, you you uh, you work that way, and uh, a lot of times people just want the truth, and if they can't handle the truth, whose fault is that? You know, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, you know, just be truthful with them. And, and uh, you know, this whole thing, whether it's coaching, playing, it doesn't matter. It's about work and, and what you put into it. Most of the time, if you if you have the right mindset and you put the work into it, you're going to get what you put into it, out of it. So, um, you, know, you know, I hate that it's so easy now to run away from adversity. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the one thing that I hate because at some point, these kids that are and for there's different reasons for everything, 
But at some point in life, these kids are going to have to face adversity, and are, are they going to be equipped for it, or, or are we just kind uh, of kind of allowing uh, them to run away from adversity on some of these things that we, they're able to do now? You know, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I know my opinion, but I don't know the answer to how to fix the problem. Sometimes it seems like we created some problems. Yeah, but, yeah. Let me ask you this: at some point, they're going to run into some adversity. And, uh, and and that was one thing I felt like football did for you uh, throughout the course of life was uh, prepared you for the adversity that you hit in life. Yeah. Um, you know, Costales used to tell a story all the time about, you know, a man coming home. He just lost his child to a car wreck, came home. His wife had left him, um, found out he didn't have any money in the bank. She took all the money, and his house was getting foreclosed on. Well, that's adversity, you know, so yeah. how are you going to do without that? He felt like. You know, football prepared you for those kind of things, and that was kind of a story, but he tried to try, tried to bring it to life a little bit with sure. that. Sure. Yeah. We're talking with Coach Freddie Kitchens. Coach, you know, I think one of the things with the portal is they ought to have to go talk to the head coach and talk to him about it. And I heard a lot of people say, I would not have had the guts to walk in Gene Stallings' office and tell him I was going to transfer. I'd have been too scared to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and probably true, uh, you know. So I think when you, get to, when you get to skip that step, it makes it a little bit easier. Should they have to go sit down, like you just said, be a man, talk to the head coach, talk it through, and then go to the portal, not be able to just walk right to the compliance office and put their name in? Barry, we could go for days uh, talking about my opinions on on things like that of that nature, and <laughs> and it's not going to change. And and I think you guys probably know my opinion on sure. it. Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's very easy for these these guys now to just run away from run away from uh, whatever they're running away from. Okay, uh, but I think at the end of the day, you you get them the right you get the right ones on the front end. You get the ones that want to, you know. You just talked about, uh, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't run and talk to Coach Stallings about leaving. Well, I wouldn't have either, and not because it was Coach Stallings, just because I made the decision to go to the University of Alabama for a reason. Yeah, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, it didn't come. You know, I was there because my heart was there, and and uh, and my daddy wouldn't wouldn't let me go anywhere else. So at the end of the day, I was at Alabama for for the right reasons. And sometimes I think if you go to places for the wrong reasons or for different reasons, then you truly want to be there, and that's where you want to get your education, and that's who you want to play for, then it's a lot easier to leave that place. Um, and you don't have as much vested interest in the place on a personal level, which which creates an atmosphere where, hell, you could pick up and leave, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I know you got to get, uh, you know, a lot of times these coaches have a hard time getting these kids up for these bowl games. You got people in the portal, you got people, uh, just not wanting to play. But when South Carolina, when you're playing Notre Dame, that's, that's got to be an intention. It's like Kansas State playing Alabama. There's certain names that, man, you want to compete against those teams. So I, I'm sure that name Notre Dame has really helped you guys preparation for this bowl game tomorrow. Well, it definitely helps your focus and your concentration as far as uh, and energy and and things like that at practice and stuff. And it's been really good, you know, over the past couple of weeks preparing for this game. But you know, we lost some guys that decided to, to uh, not participate in it. And uh, but what we have is what we have, and, yeah. and what we have is what we need. So 
uh, you know, we've kind of taken that mind, uh, that approach, and and it served us well. You know, we've got enough, and and we'll go compete and play, and and I promise you, we'll play our ass off and and try to compete as much as we can, and and uh, put it all out there and see see where we stand. But uh, the the guys that chose not to sit out, they chose that for a reason. You gotta respect that. It's just it's totally different than whenever, um, uh, you know. Is totally different than 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this used to be uh, considered a reward. Everybody was uh, striving to get to a bowl game, and the bowl games meant a lot uh, to the university and and to the players that are there. And I think it still does. Um, but I think it's all kind of uh, the same type thing now, as far as you know. You've got people in transfer portal too, so uh, <laughs> you know it's all kind of the same. Yeah. That anything else for Freddie? No, I want to thank Freddie. Uh, thank you so much for being on. He's done a great job. And that, that 40,000 people are coming down from Columbia. That, that'll that make uh, the bowl people happy. Ain't no doubt about that. You're going to have a great I'll crowd. I'll tell you what, they started rolling in yesterday, Coach. And uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, you know, got a great fan base here at University of South Carolina. And, and they support us. Uh, and some of those home games we had this year is just <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, you know what they say in Williams Bryce Stadium about that upper deck? If it ain't swaying, we ain't playing, baby. And that's well, like that place that place is a let now that is a home field advantage, isn't it, Freddie? Yeah, there's no doubt. Especially now that they uh uh we they've got the LED lights and they turn those things on, turn them back on. It's like a, a light show every week and and uh it's a loud place and uh you know, it's a great, great environment. And I remember even from playing there in 93, uh, when they turned the lights off, they started playing the 2000 Space Odyssey. And I was so looking forward to seeing that this year. And, you know, some of those games were just incredible. Um, it was really a great atmosphere. Did you happen to act, maybe make your way over to a cockaboose after a game, maybe have a beverage <laughs> with one of, the, one of the fans over there at any time during the season, Coach? You know, Barry, I never would do that. Um, <laughs> but I did walk by a few of them. There you go. The there, yep. you go. there you go. There you go. Good luck, Thanks, tomorrow. Freddie. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck. I appreciate you. you guys. Thank you, okay. Coach Freddie Kitchen. Yeah, I think Coach has been in the cockaboose. Uh, the cockaboose is right there behind the stadium. Never. Never. He said he would never do that. All right, uh, Dad, tell him about Constant Companion here before we get to break. We get back. Well, we Constant Companion is, uh, got his uh, uh, Sam's last shot yesterday. Wow. And Constant Companion is great. They're at 150 Narrows Drive on two, Highway 280. And Dr. Scott Foster is very, very good. Uh, you can call him at 635-0313. Visit with them. They'll, they'll, they'll give you half price on anything that you do, that they do for you. Uh, if you tell them that you heard on our show, 635-0313, Constant Companion Animal Hospital. Yeah, I think uh, Freddie likes that. Uh, those cockabooses are pretty good. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, congestion on Skyland at Greensboro, Lurleen a bit slow downtown, and 69 slow at Union Chapel. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan will make crazy deals through year-end to hit factory quotas. BJ guarantees it, and I'm Captain Ray. 
365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's Move Over Law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, thinking about gas mileage? If your check engine light is on, it may be affecting your MPGs. But the we're going to break down all the college football action involving the Alabama Crimson Tide. We'll recap Alabama, Mississippi State, that and a lot more starting at 2 o'clock here on the game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Alabama One, you'll purchase that car your dreams, then get the loan over at Alabama One. Rates as low as 2.99%, 84 months. You can take the terms that long if you'd like. They also have Alabama One Auto Mall. You pick the car your dreams right there out of the auto mall. They'll deliver it right to you. Sometimes shopping right now is stressful enough, so just do it right on the Internet. Go to www.alabamaone.org for all their different products and services. All right, to the Alabama One Hotline. Get Pat in. Good morning, Pat. Pat, you still with us? Pat going once. Pat's been a trooper. I hope Pat calls right when we know we got to guess. Call us back, Pat, uh, when you uh, get back a free minute there. Um, yeah, Dad, would that be a good rule change? All right, we're going to let you guys transfer, but you do at least have to go talk to the guy who offered you the scholarship. Uh, you can't just walk down to compliance and put your name in, not have to look the guy right in the eye and, and tell him why you want to leave. All right, we'll get back to the Alabama One Hotline, get Pat in. Good morning, Pat. Pat. Yeah, well, I don't know what happened. Uh, Coach Sanderson, uh, yeah. Barry, was, Barry had, was talking about uh, uh, a coach out there telling the reporter that he uh, was going to cut him off. Uh, I'm afraid that they're going to be asking Coach uh, our coach the same exact questions, and uh, that, uh, and I think our coach is going to be worse on them than what Gundy was. And uh, and and Barry, are y'all going to try to eviscerate Coach Saban too? 
Uh, I didn't disrank Mike Gundy. I just I asked that. I think Joe was more of against what Gundy said. Uh, I don't think he handled the question very well. I think he could have handled it better. I think Nick Saban will handle it better than Mike Gundy did. You don't you think Nick Saban's a pro? <laughs> I never could hear it, so I don't know. Yeah, I got you, baby. No, just said, look, you know, right, reporters. Hey, when it was a great reporter back years and years ago by the name of Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell was a lawyer though. And I think some of these reporters are asking just stupid questions and Coach Saban cannot stand hey, how do you uh, like terminology. Uh, I doubt very I doubt very seriously if they ask if he's gonna keep Bill Bam Bill Brown. I don't think you'll ask him that. No, it ain't, it ain't so much him as it is Freddie Roach and Golden, because I, I've heard from uh, some uh, uh, power people in that elephant club that uh, uh, there's a U-Haul going, going to Texas, and, uh, that, and we may not have to go very far in order to pick up uh, the ex-Tennessee coach who, do, who still does not have, have a show cause on him. But now Who's my that? question is, Who's that? Jeremy Pruitt. Pruitt. Man, and, uh, I don't know. My, you, my, you, think, you think Greg Byrne lets you hire Jeremy Pruitt? Absolutely. If Coach Saban wants him, Coach Saban gets who he wants. If so, it, so let me ask you this. All right, so if you, if you hired Jeremy Pruitt and the penalties with Tennessee came with him, would you still want to hire him? Penalties ain't, you know, ain't coming. No, no, no. I, they can't. I'm it, not just saying. It, I, no, right now, there is no show cause. But let, me tell, let, me, let, me tell, let me tell you something, Pat. Let me tell you something. Jeremy Pruitt couldn't touch the recruiting that the, that the defense coordinator does at Alabama. He does well, the best job of recruiting of, of people. and we, you got to have players, not plays, players. And Jeremy Pruitt, well, all the, he, the only thing he knows to do is, is give them money. Okay, I'll buy you there. Hey, well, what about Muschamp? Whoa, 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 Pat. So if it's still up in the air and the NCAA says, all right, yeah, you can hire him, but now if those penalties come down on him, the penalties are coming with him, and that's going to that's gonna affect him there. Would you still hire him? Oh, uh, no. Okay. No. Okay. Right, but what I'm telling you is there is no show cause. It's not, it's not out yet. They haven't ruled on it yet. So it's still out there, right? So you got the cloud over you, right? So you're gonna bring the guy with the cloud over you. So if you bring that guy, if you bring that guy, if you bring that guy, and they may hire him, I may be wrong. If you bring that guy with the cloud over you, guess who's gonna be crawling around Alabama a lot trying to finish this thing up? The NCAA. You want the NCAA stupid around here? No. Okay. Then then is it gonna be must champ? It's gonna be a change. There's going to be there's going to be changes. Do you think, Pat, if if the reporter, I'm not saying there is or isn't going to be a change. I have no idea. But do you think if the reporter asks Nick Saban if he's going to get rid of Pete Golding, he's going to answer that at the Sugar Bowl? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. That's what I'm telling y'all. It's the same thing for Paul Gundy up there being being asked the same question. Hey, people's families are involved here. Yeah. Man, going to do it. Hey, let, me, let, me, let me ask you something, Pat. Let me ask you okay. something. You ever say, you saw, you talk about that. Uh, what if, uh, what if the head coach had kicked the extra point and not gone into an overtime against LSU that'd be in Atlanta? You don't criticize that. 
Uh, well, <laughs> uh, so I, I did get the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Man, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 You, want, you want to fire him? No. Uh, oh, okay. That's what I thought. You got to kick the extra point. Oh, Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. Yeah. You want to fire him? Hindsight. 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 Everybody hindsight. All these clowns. How did... Bill O'Brien's offense work when Mechie and Jamison Williams were running the routes. Because they, 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 they were open. Right. This guy could throw the ball, right? So that offense was a little bit better. That offense was a little bit better when those receivers that could get open. So is it Bill O'Brien or is it the personnel? Or or is it or, or is it the wide receiver coach? Well, that's part of person. It's not well. It's personnel uh, now. Yeah, it's you know, it's called. Know. You're a big recruiting guy, and you you guys always love to say we got the best best ever. But there were misses in recruiting. Yeah, what I'm saying is you can't say we we didn't forget how to recruit. Right, we did we not missed. miss on that many players. Undoubtedly, you know sometimes uh, things happen, but I just can't believe that we missed on that many players. That it was a development thing. A mess, you missed on players, and you two, and you two point two points from. Well, they missed on some receivers now. The receivers, oh, yeah, they did on that. They did yeah. on some wide receivers. Sure, they did. Yeah, they yeah, missed they, on they, that. They, and they, you know, like Pat, and I don't even know where you stand on the transfer portal. Don't I know where Joe stands, but like now, Ajaya Hall. Let's take a guy like that. Now he's gone to Texas. Now he's back in the portal again. Now, I don't know what kind of character he has, but. If he had to stay at Alabama, maybe the light would have eventually gone off to where he said, you know what, I can't do it my way. But when he, when this guy, a guy like that can keep running, he never learns a lesson. He never would have learned Probably anyways. not. Probably not. No, uh, he, he was a head case, y'all. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, it was just one of those things. They, they tried, everybody tried, and I know darn good and well to start tried with him, and it, and it still wouldn't work. So, you know, that was too much. But uh, but now, uh, what I'm just saying is that we lost a player over on the West. So, yes, we had a fantastic recruiting class, but we still lost a player over in West Georgia that went to Dabo. And somebody has got to have, and that's issues, and uh, not, building, not, not building the kind of relationship that we needed to build. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm just. We'll I'm, see, I'm Pat. Maybe you're right. Uh, thanks, Pat. I'm still. I'm still been out of shape about it. And, you know. That, uh, and I you don't even understand people. what happens in every case. Every in every case is a recruiting problem. Every case, and that may have been a problem. Now you don't know that. No, you can't criticize yeah. that. Well, well, it, he said. He said that God told him to go to that but. Huh? Man, so well, they did a better job recruiting him in Alabama. Yeah, so what? Yeah, you, yeah, you can't beat God. Now, come on. There you go. Thank you, Pat. Uh, you know, the Jeremy Pruitt thing. I hadn't dug that. We have Russell Bivin on tomorrow. I can dig, we guess we dig deeper with him. But people just start throwing these names out there. Oh, Jeremy, let's get Jeremy Pruitt. All right, yeah, okay. So when he gets over here, and then all those NCAA penalties come down on him, and he brings them with him. That, you want him that bad? Is he that good? I don't know. They, 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 they have no idea about the recruiting part of it. There could be one little slip on a lot of people. You know, everything is after the fact. Everything is a look back after it happens. 
I get so cotton picking tired of that crap. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. They, I mean, they may ask Coach the questions. Coach is probably going to be hopefully coming off a win. Uh, Gundy had a loss. They asked the question. I'm going to tell you right now, the Kansas State game is a tough game. Yeah, if I and if I'm working for Gundy, I appreciate his answer. If I'm one of his assistants, like you're not going like these guys got family. What, what did he say? I don't even what he said because I couldn't hear. They, it, of they basically asked him with the portal now, and I'm basically saying you're going to have to make staff changes. Or are you, are you going to make staff changes? And he said, "Why would you ask me a question like that?" Uh, you know, I, he said, well, I have to, he said, well, you know, these guys have families. That's not something I'm going to answer here. That's not how you handle this. I'm going to cut you out. So he was basically saying, these guys got families. I'm not, you know, if I do have to let somebody go, how difficult that is on their family, their kids, and it's going to be handled properly. And you're not going to ask what was wrong me. With that answer? Well, it was kind of the way he, nothing really wrong with it. Just, uh. You know, I guess he could have handled a little bit better to say, "Hey, we, as a, every year we sit down with our staff, we try to get to put the best staff together we, we can, as uh, each and every year." And I don't know, it wasn't really. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. But I'm looking at the coach's side. I guess the reporter wasn't really anything wrong with the question. He just could have answered it better. Hey, yeah, Gundy, just all you got to do is say we're not there yet. Sorry. Yep, Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern Hello. brought you this seven o'clock hour. We'll get to. Uh, We'll get to Bill O'Brien's answers, which he is uh, excellent in a press conference. Now, you may say the guy can't coach, this, and the other, whatever. Um, I think he's got limited personnel. They were pretty darn good last year, and those receivers didn't go down. They won a national championship, and the guy won a Heisman Trophy. So he didn't forget how to coach, I can tell you that. And I'll tell you what, he can handle a press conference. We'll hear it when we get back from break. Also, take your phone calls, 205 342 9904. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, congestion on Skyland at Greensboro, Lurleen a bit slow downtown, and 69 slow at Union Chapel. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan will make crazy deals through year-end to hit factory quotas. BJ guarantees it, and I'm Captain Ray. The world is always on. On the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All-State Insurance Agent Andrew Knipper. Andrew's my agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Give him a call today for the free estimate, 205-722-9201. I made a change over a couple years ago. And uh, I, I really like Andrew. He's great uh, with me. I love to talk sports with him, but also insurance. He knows his stuff. So don't just pay the bill. Know what you're paying. Make the switch. 205-722-9201. Now, this would not happen at Alabama 
And I don't know Jeremy Pruitt, and I probably shouldn't even talk about this over the air, but I do know a lot of people that were in Georgia, and I know he was uh, not very loyal to Mark Rick. Uh, I know he was a complainer a lot over there. He was hard to be around over there. Now, I think part of it was that it was that he was trying to make, and he was probably right about this, trying to make Georgia understand the football program and the administration and well, maybe Mark Rick, how far behind they were of Alabama on facilities and what they spent and how they did it. And, of course, Kirby Smart went in there and got all that changed. But I think the working environment and the people around him and him maybe being critical of his head coach, I've all, that's always kind of stuck with me. That I'm well, not, he's just, he was disloyal as crap. Yeah. And if he, and if he wanted to be disloyal, he needed to go to the, to the head people. Instead of running around and telling all the alums and all these people that don't have enough money, don't have enough this, they need to do this, need to do that, he needs to go to the athletic director or the president. Did he have enough, you know, what's to do that? No. But he wanted to cut everybody's guts out around the, around, around the program. And uh, for somebody to get on this radio show and tell me all to hide this goober head uh, is – now, I don't think – now, he would not do that to Coach Saban. Oh, I know he wouldn't. I know he wouldn't. But, he, you know, he put the money in, in uh, McDonald's sacks and, and gave them away and that kind of thing from what I understand. I don't know if he did or not. But, uh, it's it, it, you know, it just every, – everything everything has to be perfect for people to be happy. And believe you me, folks, it ain't ever going to be perfect. Joe, uh, I would think that um... – he had all the answers, right? He had all the answers at Florida State. He had all the answers at Georgia. And then guess what, Joe? He got his own head job. And how did he do? <clears throat> Pretty bad. Yeah. So maybe his answers weren't – maybe he had the wrong question. And as I far think, as Freddie Kitchens is concerned – not Freddie Kitchens, but as far as uh, Freddie, uh, the boy from uh, North Roach. Alabama. Freddie Roach. Uh, Roach is there. He does – he's done – coach went after him. Went after to hire him back, and he's done a good job recruiting. So – you know, people that from a distance can try to coach the team, uh, you know, either be loyal or not. You know, and every time something goes a little bit south and you lose two games by a, a total score, you know, you you don't try to fight Nick Saban. I mean, this crap just drives me crazy. Don't call, don't call and tell me anything about if this had happened or if that had happened. We should have done this or we should have done after it's over with. Yeah, I, do. I think they missed some in recruiting. It is what it is. All right, sure they, uh, they missed out on whiteouts. They missed yeah. on the whiteouts, so? And they got a lot of leaving. And, that, you know, that's why they talk about, well, we got Milrow over there working at, well, crap, you ain't got nobody else to run around. So, you, I mean, you got to have somebody over there. They, they lost. So how many receivers are in the <laughs> Five. Five. So if you got five receivers in the portal, then you got to have some guys to play receiver. Need those bodies. And you got Milrow, who's probably pretty good with the ball in his hands, I would think. You throw the ball to him behind the line of scrimmage, he proved he can run. So it's like Freddie Kitchen said, get your best players the ball. So maybe they'll do that. They may. They all may be uh, even more disgruntled after the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, we'll see. They'll have some more leave uh, after that, the ones that – don't play and uh, all right. So Bill O'Brien met with the media. We'll hear his opening statement. Uh, I thought, and then I'll break down some of the questions that were asked. We'll get his answers there. Dad, I'll get you to comment on it. Uh, here was Coach O'Brien opening statement yesterday. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon to everybody. Um, I would say the first thing right off the bat is we are thrilled as a football team to be here in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, the history of the Sugar Bowl is awesome. You know. You know, thinking about all the great games that have been played in this bowl game and to be a part of it, this is 
personally my first Sugar Bowl, so just honored to be here. Um, and, and, you know, most importantly, playing a very talented Kansas State team. Kansas State is a team that uh, is really disciplined. Uh, they play a unique style of defense. They play hard. They play tough. They've got good speed at all uh, at the second and third levels. They play very tough up front, good pass rushers, good guys against the run. They do a great job of taking the ball away. Um, you know, so we, we have a big challenge ahead of us. Our, our two weeks of practice, you know, in Tuscaloosa and now in New Orleans have, have been very, very good, very productive. The guys have been great. They've been working really hard. Uh, it's great to, you know, to have Bryce Young leading our offense uh, out here this week and, and last week in Tuscaloosa and looking forward to him having a really good game. Uh, I, I think this is a, a, a unique time for our football team. It's a chance for our team to to get better in practice. A lot of young players are getting a lot of reps in practice and uh, the veteran players are doing a great job of leading them. It's been a really good group to coach, a uh, very fun group to coach. They play hard, they practice hard, they care about each other. So uh, it's just been a, a really good experience, uh, you know, to, to be preparing for this bowl game. So with that, uh, I'll open it up to questions. All right, Joe, go ahead. Uh, the, the second clip there, evaluate your two years uh, here at Alabama. I've loved it. I mean, I, I love coaching these guys. I, I, I've loved being a part of this staff. Um, these guys work really hard. I mean, those of you that follow us, you know, day in and day out, I'm sure you see the work that goes in. These kids, they, they, they practice hard. They, they lift hard. They go to class. Uh, they do things the right way. And, and I think it's been a great uh, experience for me the last two years to be here to see how it all works. And then you know, being able to see how Coach Saban does things has been a great experience for me. It's an invaluable experience. And, and then working with the staff, you know, working with the offensive staff. And then, you know, when we cross over and we work with the defensive staff, that's been a great experience for me. But I, I've really enjoyed coaching these guys and, and uh, really looking forward to the game on Saturday. We got a very tough opponent, like I was saying. Uh, but these guys have practiced hard, and I think we'll, we'll be ready to play. Uh, Dan, any comments what he said so far? No, I just think it. You know, I, I think he comes out positive. He's got he's got a lot of sense. First yeah, of all, yeah, he's a he's a football coach with a lot of sense. He doesn't go off backwards. He doesn't go off to the left field. Doesn't go off. To, you know, he 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 knows what they got, and he says it in the right way. And uh, regardless of what you know, you know, the questions that you're lined up ready to ask, or whether you're a reporter or some some fan that doesn't know his butt from left field, uh, he does a good job against him. All right. Uh, I was telling Joe during the break, I do think this is a guy that just, uh, he, he's just a grinder. He's a worker. He's not looking at what's on the social media about and what people, he's not listening to this show or any of these shows over here on, uh, regardless no. of what some of the people may think. Uh, I'm no. sure I'm telling you he's not. Um, and so he probably doesn't know that he's getting criticism. Uh, no. I mean, he he realizes he's getting some criticism, but sure. not not to the magnitude it is. But they asked him about that. How do you respond to the criticism of the offense? I thought he handled it very well. Here's what he said about that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I guess. Yeah, I don't really pay attention to that. Sorry. So I don't know what the criticism would be. But um, you know, look, we all try to do better. We're all trying to. Uh, do the best we can to be as consistent as we can. I think over the last, you know, two seasons, we've been pretty productive. I mean, I think we've averaged 40 points a game thereabouts. Um, are there areas that we, we can be better at? Certainly, there's always areas we can be better at, um, and we work hard to do that. So as far as, you know, criticism and things like that, I don't know. You, that's probably a question for somebody else. 
He sounded pretty sincere there, Joe. You think he doesn't know the criticism that's coming his way? Which I'm not saying it's justified. I think he doesn't really know it. Uh, I think one of two things. Either he doesn't know it, he's telling the truth, or he knows it, and he and that was his kind of like politically correct way of telling everybody to bleep off because we've been averaging well, take a, points take a eight, Joe. We've been doing pretty uh, good. Just take, just uh, take number eight, Joe. I think it's one of those two things. Well, take number eight, Joe, because you don't know. Okay, I'll take your word on it, Coach. Yeah, he, but he did say, hey, we've averaged 40 a game. I mean, he did so, and I cooked the Heisman Trophy winner and Jamison Williams. You know, if you want to criticize him, him for not developing guys, then you got to give him credit for Jamison Williams, right? He was third string at Ohio State, well, I believe. Uh, so. let's, let's line up and, and, and criticize the evaluation, the evaluation of the people they took at wideouts. Evaluation. Were right. they as good as they evaluated them to be, and they weren't. All right. They asked him, has it been a challenging year with inconsistent wide receivers? Hear what he said about that. Uh, you know, I think every season is challenging, and it's, you know, each in, in its own way. I mean, you know, I think that uh, this season uh, there have been times where we've been very, very productive. Uh, other times maybe not as consistent as we wanted to be. I think everybody plays a part in that. You know, I don't. I don't think it's just one position or, you know, one person. I, I think it's a team game. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we've been we've been very good uh, for most of the season. But you know, in certain times during the season, we weren't as consistent as we wanted to be. And hopefully, we've we've really worked on that the last two weeks, and we'll play a very consistent, uh, productive football game on Saturday. Um, and, and look, I think at the end of the day, like I said, this team has practiced hard. They've played hard. You know, you're talking about a 10-2 and two record, uh, the record that Coach Saban has of, you know, 15 seasons of 10 or more wins. I mean, that's incredible. That's an incredible record. And, and I think uh, as a football team, we take a lot of pride in that. And uh, it, like I said earlier, it's, it's been a lot of fun to work with this team this year. All right. Uh, any, any comment on that, Deb? Well, you know, you, you just – you take uh, – you take the value. It's the guys who who. It's not what you run. It's who runs it. You're playing a football game now against Kansas State with a depleted offensive line. You are playing a, a football game with Gibbs as the best runner that you have, and the other runner is okay but not great. You're playing with wideouts who can couldn't catch a cold, particularly uh, struggling against the other wideouts they've had in past years. Yet you're going to get the you're going to get the criticism. The coach is going to get the criticism for them not being any better. Now they made some mistakes on the wideouts. So what? Even with the mistakes that they made on the wideouts, if they kick the extra point, they're in Atlanta. But everybody else turns the page on that answer. Yeah, I think they could have handled. Uh, and this is much coach said they could have handled the clock situation in the Tennessee game a little bit better, uh, where. It, Worst, it could have gone to overtime, but they threw the ball, stopped the clock two times. Those are coaching decisions you make during the game if they work, maybe. But you give Bryce Young uh, the ability to throw the ball, um, you know, so it is what it is. All right. Uh, that's, there's been rumors that he's going to New England. Um, so they did ask him about that. Uh, I think it's a fair question. I think he handled it properly. Uh, he don't really tell you the truth. I don't know what's going on there. But they asked him, has he talked to New England about uh, a potential position there? Yeah, you know, I, I would tell you that, that, that the focus uh, for me and for this coaching staff and for these players is, is really been 
uh, on these games that we're playing. You know, th this game coming up, the games that we played this year, the games that we played last year. I mean, I think those things, you know, almost every year I've been in coaching, at least over the last 12 years for me, have come up a lot. And those are things that are addressed after the season. Um, we are very focused on this game. We've been focused on every game we, we've we've played here this year and last year. So, uh, you know, like I said, these are it's kind of that time of the year when things come up and things pop up. Um, I haven't spoken to anybody in New England since probably last April, when 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 I went by and saw those guys when I was up there. So, um, you know, I wish them well in their last however many games they have left. Uh, but you know, we're very focused on 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 this game and and focused on coaching this team to the best of our ability. That's a pro, right? That's a pro answer. There ain't right no there. doubt that's a pro. Oh, yeah, you know, what was he going to uh, say? Yes, I talked to him last week yeah. a couple of times. And, you know, and, and, and we talked about football. And then, of course, the, the big article comes out, though. Well, he's been talking to Coach. He, he hasn't been getting ready for the game. I mean, some people are so stupid, it's scary. You're kind of fired up today. All right, oh. they asked him about Bryce. You could tell, they asked him a couple questions about Bryce, how much respect he has uh, for Bryce. And as an offensive coordinator, to be just to be around a kid like that every day uh, would make your job fun, uh, to be quite honest with you. And they asked about him playing and would there be more quarterbacks played in the game. I thought he handled both questions. It was perfect, perfect answer. Here's what he said about it. The first uh, answer to your first question is, is I think it's unbelievable. I think when, when you talk about Bryce, Will Anderson, the other guys that have uh, decided to play in this game, I think that says everything you want to know about the culture of Alabama football that's been built by Coach Saban, the players that have played here in the past, uh, for these guys to play in this game. You know, Coach talks about it all the time. I mean, the best way to, to create value for yourself as a player is to play football. And so those guys took that message to heart. They really enjoy playing with their teammates. Um, Bryce is an outstanding leader. That's the guy that I'm around the most, so I'll speak to him personally. He's a great leader. He believes in the culture of Alabama football. Uh, he wants to go out on a winning note. Uh, he's practiced really well. He's done a great job with the younger players and, and even the veteran players that have come back to play. So, you know, I think that uh, it's a great opportunity for us as a football team, and I'm very proud to, to, to be Bryce's coach. Um, on the second question, I th I think that's probably a better question for the head coach. He 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 makes those decisions. I I, I am the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I am the offensive coordinator. Yeah, they asked they asked him whether we see some of the other quarter. So I think he, he, to me he comes across he shows an appreciation for the job that he's got. Sure. Uh, he appreciates the tradition of Alabama football. Uh, he respects what Coach Saban's done. Uh, he respects the culture that has been he didn't build it the culture's been built of going to class and lifting weights hard and working hard so i think it's been a great uh learning experience for him and i think the guy's appreciative of it uh, dad comments about that well sure he is and he handles it in the right way he says he says it and he says it with with conviction i don't think he i, I know more to think that he now joe thinks he, he reads every paper <laughs> and listens to every talk show he doesn't do that he, uh, John Wooden didn't do that. Coach Bryant didn't do. Coach Bryant did it probably a little bit more than anybody else. And he, and then when he busted their butts when they came in his in his place. So yeah, uh, he's, I, he's probably listening right now to us. Coach, Bill O'Brien. Got anything you want to say to him, Coach? Hey, yeah. hey, Coach. Yeah. Good job. Good job, Coach. Good job. 
Darn you should have ran the bot, Tennessee. Not thrown it. Pick up and delivery. Royal clean. I'm just kidding. Royal cleaners. They'll make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the laundry, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. You want to drop off through the University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road. Royal Cleaners for all your cleaning needs. If you got the casual golf shirts now, these beautiful shirts you get for Christmas, don't throw those things in the washer and dryer, Joe. Let Royal Cleaners handle it. 205-391-00. Three, four. That's the Tide 100.9 to see home of Alabama Sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning. Pandemic cases continue to climb across Alabama. The new daily average of COVID-19 cases increased by 27% the past two weeks, and that trend is not expected to abate until well after New Year's. Tuscaloosa County has experienced a 13.5% increase in pandemic cases being treated at DCH Regional Medical Center. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, congestion on Skyland at Greensboro, Lurleen a bit slow downtown, and 69 slow at Union Chapel. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan will make crazy deals through year-end to hit factory quotas. BJ guarantees it, and I'm Captain Ray. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? get pulled over. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Your forecast mild with a mix of clouds and some sun today. Breezy southeast wind and a high of 66. Partly cloudy skies overnight with a low of 51. And then tomorrow, increasing clouds early. Rain arrives during the afternoon. will continue to be breezy with a daytime high of 67. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. First in Main Condos. Go to firstinmaincondos.com. You can check them out there. The location is absolutely gorgeous in the downtown district of Norport. Uh, location, location, location. Uh, views of the river there. Direct TV, internet included with these condos. Three bedroom, three and a half bath. Right there close to downtown uh, Tuscaloosa. Close to the University of Alabama. Uh, they got modern appliances and their convenient layouts and complete tranquility. Their condominiums provide while inside a gated, secure community. Give them a call today. Get one month free rent if you tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room, 205 657 7465. All right, to the main condos uh, hotline here. Bring Tony into the show. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. How are um, you? Guys, uh, did. 
I, and I hadn't looked this up, is Alabama as high on turnovers in basketball this year as they were the previous two or three years? Or are they right there on par? I would say, yeah, I'm not looking at it, but uh, I would say they may be exceeding them, to be honest with They may be turning over more uh, this year. And it's not – and I don't think it's because they try to play fast. I just think they make careless mistakes with the basketball, to be quite honest with you. Well, that, that, and that's what I was going to ask. Um, if, if it's an offensive thing because of what we do, then, you know, you can see it. But it, it's not, it, it, you know, when you see something happen once or twice in a, you know, a 10-game stretch, and that would be, you know, not who you are. But, guys, this is a pattern. It's no longer a pattern. It's who we are. Um, and my question to you all is, how, how, do, you, how do you fix it? Okay, uh, would you would you uh, bench that guy? If, 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 if you, want, you, you want to look at Brandon Miller's turnovers, he's probably got as many or more turnovers in by him. In, mm, in, well, one player close to it. Before now, now Quinterly's a turnover machine. Yeah, my question to you is: If you're coaching the team, here's what you do: you take you take all the turnovers and you put them on a tape. And you take your basketball team in there, and you show them everything that they do wrong. Okay. And then when they do that wrong in a game, when you get on the court for practice, you run their butts, and you run to the till they till they they're worn out about it. So that's what you do. Uh, okay. I'm looking here, Tony. Uh, turnover wise, uh, Brandon Miller has 32 of the season. Now he's averaging 33 minutes a game. Uh, Mark Sears with 30. Uh, Quinterly, if you look here, he has uh, 30 turnovers, but he's only averaging 18 minutes a game. Like last night, he played 11 minutes and had four. Like So that's what is getting getting him put on the bench. Of course, I think Bradley's playing a little bit better, on the team a little bit better. But Quinterly's turnovers, to me, he tries to be too fancy. Well, but uh, neither, one, yeah. neither one of you say anything about Brandon Miller. Now, you ain't going to take Brandon Miller out, I yeah, hope. Yeah, but when he's playing 30, so, 33 minutes a game, he's going to turn the ball over a little bit. Too many, ter- too many turnovers. But you got to try to correct that by trying to help him. The first thing you do, Tony, is you try to help him. You try to bring him in and not bust them, bust them about it and show them what they're doing wrong. And then you try to do things in practice where you're trying to get the basketball to the people, and, and if when they turn it over, you, you probably run them right there. And you try to correct them there, and then you go from there. But you're not, you know, that, that's what you have well, to do. Well, let me ask you this, Coach. Uh, how long do you do that and continue to do that if if it doesn't fix the problem? Well, you continue to do you it. You know what I'm asking? Like, like it, say, say we're in late January, early February, and we're still averaging 14 a game, 16 a game. And we're still doing those things, but you get—I—I I, that's what I'm saying. Well, it's I, I according to the defense, according years. to the defense too. The defense in certain situations makes you turn over a little bit more, but but uh, you just you, you try to do everything you possibly can to show them what they're doing wrong. Dean Smith made the greatest comment ever, and it's a corny comment: throw the ball to the open man. Don't throw the ball to the man you think might be open. Right, that's what he said. That was his quote. Well, he won more games than anybody. Dad's talking about Brandon Miller, but okay, you're just talking about turnovers here. Well, but he's, sure. but he's also getting. But he, hold, hold on a minute. He's also getting you 19 points a game. He's shooting 44 percent from three, so he's doing a lot of other great things. But where Quinterly 
is just turning the ball over. Plus, shooting 20-something percent from three. So, he's not doing anything where you say, you know, yeah, he is turning the ball over, but we got to have this. Well, yeah, if, if you want to know the truth about the team, then the most selfish guy on the team is Quinterly. He's sure. the most selfish guy of the group. Um, you know, and, and some, you know, and he gets disgusted with the officials as he did last night. And uh, but he also, during all that periods of time while he's disgruntled, he'll make a big three. Yeah, he will make a big three when you don't know yeah. it. Now, you, if you can, if you can live with that, okay. But. Uh, the the best place the best place to get people corrected and not playing hard not doing what you want them to do is the bench, but you do everything yeah. you possibly can and not you ain't gonna put Brandon Miller on but you gonna try to help him before you put him out. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think Barry, you're right. You can overlook some of Brandon Miller's you know mishaps or mistakes because of what he brings points and you know rebounds and and, and really he does hustle on defense. Uh, and I. Yeah, but and guys, I want to tell you too, and, and you can watch it. Y'all, y'all know, y'all forgot more, and I can learn. But when you see somebody like when they take Sears out and put Quinterly in, guys, it it is. It's almost three. It'll be three trips down the court, and there'll yeah. be at least one or two turnovers there. Yeah. And I, I just think it brings him down a little bit. Oh, it definitely does. And, and I you know, know, you know, you got to know he's, you know, you got to know he he doesn't want that. But then he needs to change the way he plays a little bit, you know, and, and be mindful of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he just—he's a guy that has to have the ball. He dribbles, you know. When he has the ball, it—it it just sticks. He's gonna go to the rim. Uh, he did it against North Carolina. I think Coach gave him a lot of rope against North Carolina, and I think they looked at it and said, "Wait a minute, we need to play with a guy that's gonna distribute the ball." Yeah. And Bradley played much. So Bradley's earned the role, and Quinley's play has diminished his minutes. And give Coach credit to play a true freshman. A lot more minutes than you're playing a fifth or sixth year senior. That's coaching right mm-hmm. there, and they're doing a good job of, of putting the personnel on the floor that can help them win. You have, you have to well, you, remember you're playing a fast game, and you're gonna make mistakes. You just try to do everything you possibly can, can to to minimize those mistakes and make it, and make it better by helping them and by showing them. And then and after showing them and helping them, uh, then you go to something else. Then you then you go to other things. So well. You know, um, it, let me ask you all this other question. And I'll let you go, um, Barry. You mentioned you don't think it's the way they, they the, the style in which they play or the speed. Have Have y'all noticed that th- does Alabama turn it over more when they kind of stop us and, and turn us into a half court game? Or, or well, of course, or the, the whole the whole turnover thing. The whole turnover thing is half court. It is not. It's not them playing fast. It's the mistakes they make on a half court basis when they get down on half court and they're ready to run their offense or, do, or make their screens. That's where the most so of, their, get, of their turnovers come. So that's getting us out of our game, correct? Sure. It, okay, that's what I was wondering. All right, and Brandon Miller, uh, and I'll tell you, yeah, Brandon Miller, he, he's the top of the uh, scouting report. Like when they played Houston, Houston said the first time Brandon Miller got the ball, they were going to knock the crap out of him. They were going to come over and double him. So the first time he got the ball, you go back and watch it. He got it over the short corner. The guy came across there, Joe, and doubled him. And they absolutely – they were going to take the foul just to send a message. They absolutely clubbed the kid, and he turned it over, and the referee didn't call anything. I'm amazed at how physical they're letting them play. Even in high school, the game I played last night, they let that game be so physical. They're letting these games be a lot more physical. So when you're the – like to see that when you're the top of the uh, when you're the top of the 
scouting report, they're going to come after you. Uh, you know, they're going to bring two at you. So you're going to have an opportunity to turn it over more. Uh, but for the guy to still go out and get 19 last night and this kid's – Some of those threes in the second half, Barry, were just like so casual. Oh, I'm just going to take this shot and bottom, bottom, yeah. bottom. Yeah. So, um, anyway. All right, I want to go back to one more clip of Bill O'Brien, last one. Um, and it's what he said about Joe, about Bryce, um, and how Bryce has handled stardom. He's really the first guy that's kind of got the big NIL money. Now, Dad, before we hear this, you know, there's certain players that you're just around that, like, first of all, give his parents some credit. Uh, this is one of the most humble, soft-spoken leader. Uh, this kid has all the qualities. Now, this guy's got every reason to walk around and be cocky and treat people just with disrespect uh, because of how great he is. He's the exact opposite of that. Uh, don't you just sometimes come across guys that coach to just really, really, uh, you're just fond of them, because of the, not because they're great players, but because of the people that they are. Yeah, I think, I think you're able to. Just accept whatever comes down the pa- down the pike, and whatever it is, most of, most of it, his situation is positive. But even if the negative comes down the pike, I, I think he he handles it very well. All right. So they asked the coach about how Bryce has handled the stardom as college football star. Here, here's what coach said about it. I think that's a great question. Uh, that's a question that I get asked a lot. Um, you know, from people that I know in, in respect. And, and, you know, the one thing that I'll tell you about Bryce is he's the same guy every day. He's a very consistent guy. And you're exactly right. He's probably the first player in the history of college football to actually go through what he's going through relative to NIL and all the things that have come into the college game. And I think he's handled it incredibly well. Um, I, I think the way that he's been able to balance, I mean, he just graduated in three years. That's incredible with, with a, a fantastic GPA. Um, and, and to do what he's done on the field and to, to represent the University of Alabama, the top football program, in my opinion, over the last you know, 16 years in the, pro, in the, in the country is, is just an incredible uh, testament to who he is as a person. So I think he's done a great job. Um, and the most important thing, and I tell this to young players all the time, if you watch Bryce, he's a very consistent person. He's not an up-and-down person. He's the same guy every day. He's very positive. He's great in the meetings. He's awesome on the practice field, and obviously in the games, he's a very uh, you know, productive, excellent player. So uh, it's been great great to watch that over the last two years. Uh, just what he said about Bryce there. Well, it's all true. You know, here, here's a guy who goes from being a Heisman Trophy winner to not even being invited the next year. Didn't even get an invitation. And um, he handled it, you know, turned the page, let's go on with it. And so, to me, that's, you know, you can't you can't beat that because that, that's, a big, that's a big factor right there. That, that's something that really happened. That's not hearsay. He wins the Heisman Trophy, and then the next year he's not invited. Um quite unique yeah it is quite unique and um i think the teammates look up to him uh, i think maybe sometimes the guy's that good they, they're jealous of him with him I man i'm not in their locker room but i wouldn't think you'd be jealous of him i think he tries to help i think he uh loves the culture of alabama football i think that's why he's playing in this well, in this game I'll, I'll say this all these these people that listen to this show joe included um 
this is going to be a very difficult football game for Alabama. It's going to be a very difficult football game because the offensive line is not is not ready. Not don't have enough people. The wideouts have shown that the, that you struggle with them. Uh, the running backs are maybe two, uh, but Gibbs and then the other kid is okay. Chris is okay. Uh, this is a team that mentally, the mental part of this game, and you can and and y'all can nail me when the game's over. Uh, the mental part of the game is on Kansas State side. Uh, Kansas State is good. They've already beaten a team that's in the Final Four, so they're not but they're not a pack of dogs. They they beat somebody that's in the Final Four. So uh, for all the people that are listening to this show and thinking it's going to be you know six and a half point game and Alabama's going to run them out the field, you may be right. I don't I don't think you are. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a booger bear game. Uh, I'm not sure Alabama's going to win, uh, and I think it's for those, re- those reasons that I've said. I do think, though, that uh, with Will Anderson and Bryce playing, I think it rallied the guys. I think if, th- if those guys can look at it and say, "Man, if these kids, these two guys are willing to put their careers on the line," I think. And then the recruiting was good. I think they got the the people out of there that didn't want to be there. Let, yep. let, let them move on. I think the guys that stuck yep. and stayed. Everyone. I think they got together and said, "I would agree. We're not. I think, we're not opting out. We're all playing. We're in this thing together." I think this team is closer here now than they were maybe a month I, ago. I, I would say that what you're saying is exactly right. And I would say that uh, if they were mentally down, didn't want to play and so forth, that they're more up, Alabama I'm talking about, than they would have been. And I think those two kids playing is going to be a big help to Alabama, a big help. I think they'll play hard. Uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know the abilities of Kansas State because I'm not a football guy. I just think it's going to be a much tougher game than John Q. Alabama fan thinks it is. I think they think it's going to be. Going uh, I think the fans right think it's going to be a tough game, I, Joe. I don't know. And y'all showed. Y'all think people are people saying they think I, I think y'all, but people think this is going to be a do you really? be a hard game? Yeah, yeah. Mo- mo- mostly I think there's been a lot of respect being given to Kansas State so far. Well, how, how, now respect. How hard do you think the game's going to be, Joe? I'm sorry. How hard do you think the game's going to be? It's going to be hard. How? I mean, what kind of question is that? How hard? It's going to be hard. <laughs> I mean, you don't think Alabama's just going to mop the floor with them? I think that you well, – the spread is six, right? I hadn't checked. It was okay, three. Okay, so you, how much do you think Alabama's going to win by, Joe? I think uh, right at, between nine and nine and 12, Coach, somewhere in that range. Not, not. Okay. I, I don't think it would be – I think 14 might be too high, but I think but, th- but I think, uh, I think 10 points. 12. Okay. I was surprised. Is, is, is that higher than you would think, Coach? I think he thinks Kansas State's going to win. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to win at all. Okay, Six okay. and a half. I, I was surprised we talked to Freddie Kitchens. He, you could tell his frustration. You can tell he thinks like you and I, Dad, that uh, South Carolina had a lot of guys opt out. I think he didn't sound real happy about he that. He did not. Yeah, like he. You know, it's a funny thing to me, Joe and Barry. Regardless of how, you know, the head coach has got to be liked. He's got that kind of personality. You know, you got to kind of like the guy. Uh, so and things have been pretty smooth for them. It just shows you that everybody in every in every phase of life is disappointed about something and don't like it. And when they get a chance to leave because they don't like it, 
Now there may be times that you don't make enough money and you don't like it, but you don't you don't have a chance to leave. But if you have a chance to leave and you don't like things, then you're eighty eight and out the cotton picking gate. And and to me to me that's 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 not really making guys much better. Uh, they they may get more money. They're going to leave because of two things. They're going to say playing time. Uh, the the time that I thought I was going to play more when you recruited me. You talked to me about me being able to do this and that, and I haven't been able to play. And then they're going to find out that their uncle has, has talked to one of the assistant coaches at another school, and they can get some money. And they're not getting much. And so they're gone. And so... Those things, you know, so even even with the, with things being good, as, the, as you and Joe have said, even with things, maybe Joe hadn't said it, but with, the, with things being good at South Carolina, they still leave. They still leave. Yeah. And you would think, man, we just beat Clemson. You're at all-time high there. Um, they got 40 wins. They got 40,000 people coming to the game. Everything is great. They're patting them on the back. They can give the coaches a raise. Everybody's happy. Everybody's got a smile on their face. Crap, there's a, I don't know how many how many people Joe that left, but I think South Carolina's got a lot of people that left. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorney, is three four five one two three four. If you got a problem, and we all have them, then call them at three four five one two three four, and you'll be glad you did because they're the very best. They can help you through all the problems that you have. They'll know the problems, and they've been very successful. All right, uh, also Alabama One, www.alabama1.org. I've got the credit card. It's outstanding. You get, I get points for every uh, dollar I spend there. I can turn those points in for, for travel, for hotels, for tickets, whatever I need. I also got the mortgage. Uh, those guys sat down with me. They found the best deal for me on my mortgage and the car loan as well. Uh, so swing by Alabama One, any one of the local branches here. Go to the website. It's a great place to get everything started. Easy to become a member if you live in the area. Uh, so just go to www.alabamaone.org. Uh, pretty lively show today. Uh, and so Dad and I, you know, argued a little bit and got on some callers about the offense. Now, can the, can the coaches do better? Yeah, I'm not sitting there being – saying the coaches are always right. You can always do things better. Uh, even in your job, you can do things better. Whatever you're doing today, you're, whatever you're doing, and whatever you did this year, you could do it better in 2023, and that's what we all strive to do. That's it for today's show. Go slide out and make way for the Gary Harris Show. Gary is over in the Big Easy, so he's probably already had his beignets and coffees this morning, so he'll be ready to rock and roll with you. I know Pete Golding, We'll meet with the media today, so we'll hear what uh, Coach Golding had to say tomorrow. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody.